On today's episode of RSF Radio, there are multiple descriptions of sexual assault and sexual harassment throughout. We asked the women of the FGC to tell us their experience. This episode is a compilation of the responses to that prompt. Thank you to all the women who shared their stories with us. A story from Anonymous. My experience in the FGC has been mostly good, but I've had one incident. It was at the after-party at CEO. Razzles, I believe, was the name of the club. I admit I was pretty wasted. Somehow, I went from having a good time to being in the bathroom with the top-sponsored player in the blink of an eye. He was trying to get me to touch his penis and give him head. All I can remember was saying no and being kicked out of the club and crying. I never want to go through that again. A story from Anonymous read by Lightbright. Even though I'm relatively new to the FGC, I've had a mostly positive experience. I love playing fighting games with friends, and even though I'm still learning, it's just fun to play. I understand that I'm fortunate for having such a good local community. I don't think other women have had my experience. I've only traveled to a few major events, but I hate being asked, who are you with, or do you play? Like, I paid for my flight and hotel just to tag along and see some hotel near the airport of a major city. No, I play. So please stop asking. There was one time at an after party where a known sponsored player made me feel uncomfortable. I won't name names, but I really don't like being asked to suck your dick, even if you're joking. In the past, I was sexually assaulted, not related to the FGC, and jokes like that are not funny to me. I want other women to know that fighting games are great. I want other women to have the good experience like I have had in my community. Don't let a few assholes stop you from playing fighting games. A story from Anonymous, as read by Sharpie. I was at an industry mixer not too long ago, but long enough that I figured people would not care. No one would believe me. Everyone would believe him. I had two gin and tonics, just two. A set of drinks were prepared for the both of us. He handled them both, and I reached for the one closest to him. When I turned to walk away, he bumped into me. I spilled my drink on a stranger. I apologized embarrassingly to the stranger, but he hurried me along and handed me his drink and urged me that it was okay. He'd go back to the bar and get his own. I didn't think. I drank. I was having fun. Luckily that night I was feeling sorrowful. I whined to my friend who helped me leave, and I didn't think twice about what could have happened to me. My man remarked that the man who had been giving me my drink had asked where I was going. I remember getting tunnel vision, losing my hearing, and then my balance. I became incredibly sick and was out and in of consciousness. I don't remember anything else. This man is someone almost everyone in the industry knows. He is one of the best players in the world. The celebrity we give some players makes them seem untouchable. It was a shame that I somehow got myself into this. I was naive. After hearing so many horror stories recently, I want to bring this to light. We rely on the 1% to carry the scene. He is the best at X game, so we need to keep it alive. If I say anything, his character is questioned. I'm the reason the scene suffers. That's how I made sense of it, even if it doesn't make sense. We have an elitist ecosystem here. The player I'm talking about has apparently been accused of misconduct during EVO weekend, and has also been accused of assault this year. I just want to urge anyone that no matter their status, they have no power over you. Take them down. I know I'm probably a coward for wanting to be anonymous and not naming him. I just really don't think I'm strong enough for the backlash right now. 
Hello, my name is Misokrats, and I'm happy to share my FGC journey with everyone and to express how much the community actually means to me. I've always been pretty shy, and it's only been since the last few years where I worked up the courage to really get involved within the community. Uh, it was because there were too many times where I had to stop playing a fighting game because I didn't know anyone else who played. So slowly I worked up the courage to look for others who might have shared my same passions for the games. And it also led me to eventually go to my locals, go to my first tournaments, and to join online communities, which I actually never did before. And really, the FTC as a whole just made me braver. It made me more confident to open up and accept my own personal hobbies and the things that I love that and like accept that other people love them too and that people are passionate about it as well and are willing to share that excitement with me and I've met so many amazing people within the local community here just in Toronto but not even just here just all over the world that I've made really lasting connections with and I wouldn't give that up for anything and it was thanks to FGC that I was blessed with so many experiences like leaving Canada for the first time when I went to Combo Breaker and it was only because of how receptive and warm everyone is in the FGC that I was able to actually fly out and to stay at hotels and go. And I know there's been a lot of things going on right now, but I think at the core of everything, the FGC is really just about love. Love for the game, love for the people, love for competition, and love for community. And I think despite everything that's going on, there's more people that are willing to stand by others and to fight with them than there are people who are tearing them down. I really think that the FGC is something special and it's only been really extremely positive for me and I know this is just the beginning. That's the best part. I'm excited to keep competing. I'm excited to keep reaching higher places. I'm excited to keep creating more art for other people to smile. I'm excited to meet new people, to travel to more tournaments and just I'm excited to prove that I can do all of this and it was really only thanks to the FGC that I'm able to express myself in a way that I didn't realize I needed to. So thank you everyone for listening and for being part of this awesome community. And I know we'll see each other soon and kick some ass out there. A story from Anonymous as read by Amanda. My experience in the FGC has been somewhat pleasant until recently. A very well-known player in Tampa sent me an unsolicited photo I didn't ask for. When I asked why he sent it to me, he told me, relax, dummy, it's only a photo, don't you like it? It made me nervous and uncomfortable, so I went with it and told him I did like the photo. There needs to be a safe haven for women in the FGC because things are getting out of control. Women don't come forward because we don't want to be hated for possibly banning a person from the community. A story from Anonymous. In brief, I play Guilty Gear and mostly have involvement through online means and college get-togethers. There have been a few times where I've run into girls can't play video game types, but most of them were either new to the community or the kind of people who exclusively play to flex in the most get-owned gamer kind of way. It's hard to explain. But regardless, most of the more involved people I've talked to or become friends with have not only been kind and respectful to me, but excited that I am playing as a woman. I even met my current partner through fighting games. That being said, I am sad to say that FGC events do not feel safe to me, so much so that I have thus far refused to travel to anything alone, though that may be me being paranoid, and I do doubt my judgment on that sometimes. Either way, it feels very normal in the level of scumbaggery I run into. Personally, I'm adding this response because I think everyone throwing a fit over the FGC being full of racist, bigoted assholes 
compared to the rest of life is a bit disingenuous about the ratio of scumbag to not scumbag. I don't go to the city alone either. Life is full of dicks. Okay, Joy, just as I promised, a small contribution to your fire radio. This Saturday, I finally went to my lockouts. After studying it for several months, uh, following them, their stream, studying who are the players, to know if I was going to be safe and would have a decent time there. I had a great time. They were all very receptive. They were all excited to have me there, and I had a lot of great matches. It was really fun. If possible, I suggest all girls to go to their locals, but study it first. Know who is going to be there. Then you will have a great time. If there's someone a bit weird uh, that may look a bit creep, talk to the people who host it. They will take care of it. Thank you and thanks for everything you have been doing to the Street Fighter community. You are doing a great job. Also, thank you to my friends on Twitter Championship. I had a great time this Saturday. You are the best. This is Wow Very Sheeb's story. I have always had an overwhelmingly positive experience being female in the FGC. I have never felt unwelcome or unsafe. The only disappointment I have is that some guys will talk to my husband for 20 minutes or more and never acknowledge my presence, especially when I make it a point to say hello to everyone, and I don't even get the same courtesy back. However, that could also be attributed to regional differences. The Southern FGC always go out of their way to acknowledge me and to talk to me and to make me feel welcome. I just want the ladies to know that the most important takeaway from everything going on right now is to keep going to events and keep having fun. If we all throw up our hands and say we're done, the remainder of us are going to be less safe. The more present and vocal we are, the safer we are going to be. A story from Anonymous, as read by Amanda. I only came into the FGC last February, and so far it's been a mixed bag, but mostly positive. At the two major events I attended, people were mostly friendly, but some were too friendly. I usually play Street Fighter and Samurai Showdown, but at EVO, I participated in some extra games since I was already flying across the country to be there. My opponent in Smash Ultimate, after our match, was very flirtatious. It took him a while to take the hint, but eventually he left me alone. At Defend the North, only a few weeks previously, a lot of men would brush up against me, even in open spaces, but I never experienced groping or aggressive advances. At some smaller Connecticut locals, I've experienced some inappropriate and insistent flirtations, especially my first times going. But again, nothing that made me feel in danger, maybe just a little uncomfortable. I guess my only hope would be that men would more often consider women as equal competitors and afford them the same respect they do other men at events. Often people are surprised when I win and I'm spoken down to when I lose. Despite some negative experiences, I think my short time in the FTC has been positive and uplifting. 
a part of this is due to the fact that I think a lot of women in the community stick together and try to be welcoming. I have also been fortunate enough to be provided opportunities to video, edit, and work with members of the FTC outside of competition. Overall, these positive experiences have outweighed the negative, and I think the FTC is on the cusp of moving past a lot of these issues. Most of the people I've met have been fantastic. So I think like, I think most women in FGC have had a variety of experiences ranging from good to bad to ugly to ugliest. I think for the most part, my experiences have been very good. I love the FGC. I've never had to deal with a lot of negative things as a woman, um, but I have a couple stories that come to mind, and I think the one that left the biggest imprint on me was, I'm going to keep all the names anonymous, uh, just out of respect for other friends and other people who were involved, and I think that, you know, that just goes without saying, but at EVO 2016, I was getting ready to leave for the events and somebody from a scene that was sort of tangential to mine at the time uh, messaged me and said that he was going to be attending the events and he was asking me what my plans were. And just as anybody, a normal person, I just simply said I was going to be staying with a few friends, going to be hanging out with my crew from New York and a couple people couple people from the East Coast because that's, you know, who I'm close to, didn't have any really solid plans. And he kept asking me if I liked X, Y, or Z thing. And I just, you know, replied very casually like, yes, you know, those are things I do like. And um, he ended up bringing a gift to me at Evo. And it was a little bit uncomfortable because it's not like he was somebody that I was very familiar with, not somebody that I... Um, knew very well, just somebody that I had met at a regional event previously. Um, so I just was kind of like, okay, well, thank you. I really appreciate that. I can give you money if you want. And he simply said, no, it's just a gift. Um, but as the weekend went on, I kept getting text messages sort of unwarranted at every hour of the day. It was like, a, where are you right now? What are you doing? What time are you going to be back at the venue? And I'm just like, I'm with my friends eating. Uh, I'm not obligated to hang out with you or make plans or do anything. Like, I'm here to see the people that I'm here to see. And this person seemed upset about that because he felt like nobody wanted to hang out with him. But literally every hour at the top of the hour, he was sending me a text message. And this was somebody I thought I could trust because he was friendly. He knew other people, you know, he knew people that I knew, people that I was very close to. So I felt, you know, kind of comfortable just being like, okay, well, I guess we're friends. But Evo really gave me the exposure to that, that real life, real feeling of dread. Like this person who I thought I could trust just because, you know, they were in another circle of friends. I thought that I could trust them. But instead, I was getting texts at the top of the hour, every hour, you know, we're talking Evo, right? Tens of thousands of people there. And for some reason, 
this person would show up and somehow find me, you know, they would kind of ask me where I was, general vicinity, you know, and all of a sudden I'd be standing at Street Fighter pools and there they were. And I felt extremely uncomfortable. Um, and I immediately alerted pretty much all of my friends, you know, that knew this person. And I ended up hiding on the second floor of the venue, sitting by myself, you know, around a bunch of other people I didn't know, but for some reason I felt more comfortable in that situation than back down at the venue with, you know, other people. Cause this person was following me around, constantly bothering me. Like I was the only person in that entire venue. And that's something that made me feel unsafe. You know, it, it's surprising because it's somebody, sometimes it's someone, you know, and sometimes it is the most unexpected situation. So I told my friends what was going on. They immediately went to action. Um, they protected me as in they tried to make sure that his attention wasn't towards me at all. So eventually, once I finally, you know, said my piece, like, hey, can you please just leave me be because I'm trying to hang out with my friends. I'm not here to like make plans other than with the people that I came with. You know, I'm like trying to free freestyle it and be with the people that that really mean something to me. And eventually he ended up preying on someone else's teenage sister. Um, they eventually kicked him out of the hotel room. And it, that was that, you know, I was the one who was kind of a catalyst for like, hey, this person's kind of acting sort of weird towards me and seems to be following me around, even though there's tens of thousands of people everywhere. And yet, why is this person in my vicinity every time? You know, and so that was probably one of the scarier experiences. Not that I thought that this person was going to harm me or, you know, anything like that was going to happen. I don't think it was any serious danger, but I felt uncomfortable. I didn't feel safe. I didn't feel like I had done anything differently than any other time, you know, when I'm nice to someone or cordial to someone. Um, and all of a sudden, you know, things took a turn and I realized this person was following me. So you sometimes have to go with your intuition. And I don't have a lot of experiences like that in the FGC. And that's probably one of the worst that I've had. Um, so I'm very fortunate that nothing's ever happened to me. I've always had very close friends of the FGC with me and they're always looking out for me. Um, but I know that sometimes a lot of women in the FGC can't always say that, you know, they, I feel like lately it's become a place where a lot of people don't feel safe. And for me, that's just a little sliver of what I've experienced. Um, I've shared stories of being sandbagged before, you know, sitting down and playing sets and people not taking me seriously just because I'm a girl. You know, I play Street Fighter. I want to play Street Fighter just like everyone else. But because people didn't take me seriously, I felt like I was too scared to get good at the game or approach the right people, even though I have a lot of really, really, really good friends in the FGC who respect me. I mean, I was a TO before I was a player. Um, I'm technically an 09er and it's been 10 years now, but even, even 10 years later, I'm kind of surprised at the level of pushback, you know, on being a girl and competing. And so there's kind of a lot of different aspects um, when it comes to like good, bad, and ugly experiences. I think it has to do with just there hasn't been a lot of awareness, you know, and we haven't raised a lot of attention to the things that that really 
could help this community kind of grow a lot more. And so that's kind of my piece. I wanted to just share a story like that because even though I'm very bubbly and outgoing and I love being around people, that doesn't mean I don't experience, you know, those scary moments of like, oh my gosh, what, what could have happened if I hadn't taken action or if I hadn't followed my intuition. And I don't want to be in a community or I don't want to, I shouldn't say I don't want to be. I I don't want to be at events and always have to feel like I lo- have to look behind my shoulder, you know. I don't want to feel like I have eyes on me all the time. I I don't want to feel like the eyes are burning into my back or that someone's following me or that somebody's, you know, treating me any differently just because I'm a lady and I want to feel safe and I know that the only reason I feel safe is because I'm with people who are looking out for me. So um, I think going forward, I just hope that we can keep raising awareness and making this a safe place for everyone. You know, I know that lately there's a lot of attention with all the situations going on, um, but that's just my story. And there are many other stories out there, some that are almost horrifying you know I'm sometimes I feel like I'm disgusted or disappointed but I'm glad that a lot of things are coming to light and you know everybody's gonna share their piece right my favorite thing though again the FGC is a great place to be uh there are times where I know that I feel safe and I think it's because the people who I'm close to and the people that I know are always ready to take action, are always ready to have my back and always ready to give me the respect that I deserve as a player and as a lady of the FGC. So that's really all I have to say, um, kind of to wrap it up. You don't have to use this part. Uh, you don't have to use all of this at all <laughs> if you want. I just wanted to kind of give you a little bit of my ramblings, but there is good, there is bad, and there is ugly. And I know that literally of the hundreds of girls that are in the FGC, I know that we've all experienced good, bad, and ugly. You know, not everybody's completely free of that, and you would be surprised. Even even if we look like we can defend ourselves doesn't mean we should have to. And it doesn't mean we should, I don't know, I've seen girls go at each other and some toxic level of toxicity um, between women themselves, but at this point, it's like, I hope that we can kind of band together and make sure that we're just protecting each other, you know, be kind to each other, do our best, and hopefully that can help raise awareness in the FGC, and that's it. A submission by Lightbright, read by Lightbright. Fighting games were the only games that held my interest as a kid. When I stumbled into the FGC, I was immediately hooked. At every event, I get to see old friends and make new ones alike, and I return home feeling more enriched than when I left. I have family all over the world, and I owe that to this community. These are people that make me laugh, help me grow as a competitor, and are there for me even past that. However, sadly, not everyone is welcoming. Something about being a female competitor in a competitive gaming community can actually garner some negative interactions. Allow me to add, though, in my experience, anything sexist or hateful that's ever been said to me has never actually been said to my face. Just immature and misguided drivel online, typically coming from an account with an anime avatar. Big bet that most of them don't travel as much as I do, and even bigger bet most of them wouldn't have the nut to say anything like that to me in person. But if they want to, I am not hard to find. 
on the broad with half her head shaved and a slew of tattoos, one of them of her mane on her wrist. Please do approach me and question my love for fighting games. Be sure to stare at my chest. It's got one of Vega's win quotes from Street Fighter Cross Tekken tattooed across it. No, I have not made it out of pools yet. I have sent people to losers, I have sent people home, and I've gone 0-2. So when dudes utter blanket statements like, women aren't good at fighting games, well, there are even more men in the scene that really aren't good at fighting games either, so this means what exactly? We all spend a lot of money to get together, press buttons, eat good food or bad food, and talk shit. We all bought the games, new characters, stages, outfits, colors, consoles, PCs, etc., at the end of the day, we're all trying to achieve and surpass our own personal goals, and we're all brought together by our shared love and frustration with fighting games. To me, that's everything. But if being good at a game is the only thing that makes you worth anything in the community, that's pretty short-sighted. Should we start comparing salaries now while we're at it? And you know what? That's fine. I actually kind of understand this warped, infantile perspective. Growing up, I was a diehard music fan, and I used to collect records and pre-remastered CDs. I very ardently loved music, and my blood would boil when people I deemed unworthy expressed an interest in any artist that I held in reverence. I would openly shit on their character if they happened to favor an album that I considered weak or too mainstream. If they hadn't explored the entire discography, I would rip them apart for that, too. I was such a dick. If you looked like someone that bullied me growing up and I found out that you liked the same music I did, I would be infuriated and determined to discredit you. Now I am the polar opposite. Anything that brings me joy is something I want the world to experience. If it means something to me, I want to share it with everyone and their mom. I want the creators I love to have infinite, growing support. I want more content and I want them to know how much what they do means to so many of us. Gatekeeping just seems counterproductive. Focus on your own grind and level your own ass up. Let people live, respect each other, and build each other up. Or stay home and rage quit. It's your life. Whether I win or lose, all I ever have to say is, GG's, let's run it again. P.S. Play the Yakuza games. All of them. Or live an unfulfilled existence. This is Chef Nana's story. Having been into fighters since I was 15, I'm 41 now, it was hard to find other people to even play against, much less others to talk about it. It wasn't until I found a retro-ish group in Las Vegas that I was able to flourish in the community. None of them really cared that I was a woman, nor were they even bothered by the outdated losing to a girl. Since then, most of my time with the FGC has been positive, with my current group being based in Austin. I know that others aren't as fortunate, but I really hope we can change that. I'd love to have more women in the community and create a space where they can be themselves and have fun. This is Insev's story, as read by Sharpie. My experiences over the past year in the FGC have been mostly positive with some tainted moments. It helps, I think, that Pittsburgh is a pretty tight-knit scene. Any jerks that come in get outed pretty quick and sent packing by some of the old guys here. There are a few weirdos at majors, someone pulling me aside and saying, I'm looking for a good time tonight. A combo breaker really stands out to me. And maybe three that struck me as outright toxic or unsettling. But overall, it's been a mostly positive experience. 
my Evo experience this year was emotional yet empowering. And I owe it all to the FGC for their support, love, and acceptance of me. It's something that I never expected, anticipated, or really thought of. I just thought that Evo 2019, I was going to meet up with my friends. We were going to take pictures, grab drinks, have food, and talk. But this year, I met so many people uh, who wanted to know more about me and my cause to help disabled gamers. This year, I got to meet some of uh, Mexico's best players and I thought that Evo is a is a Mecca. You know, Evo truly is a Mecca where we can all come together no matter where we are in the world and play video games. If we don't speak each other's language, it's not a big deal because our video games that we love and we play bring us together and I think that's really empowering it's really inspirational but more than every more than anything and everything I think the women of FGC panel gave women in the community and wanting to come in to the community a voice New or old, we have our voice and it was heard. Whether it was liked or not, we got our message out. We were heard. And I think that's really inspiring. Because we're so easily mistreated and stepped on. But the combo queens really did bring out the best and will continue to bring out the best in in women and in the community and Carolyn and what she's done has really inspired me to go beyond myself To go beyond my doubts, my fears, and create something that I think is special. That I know will grow. I just have to roll with the punches. And I'll grow the hardships that are going to come with creating my own organization that will help disabled gamers travel and experience the FGC. Um, but most. But most of all. I thank Carolyn. And the Combo Queens. For giving me a sense. Of belonging. 
and acceptance and for giving me a environment to grow, thrive, and be myself, to feel loved and supported by so many women I never thought I'd meet. Um, it's a blessing, and I love Carolyn so much. Thank you, Mama Dow. Thank you, Joe Monday, for once again allowing my voice to be heard on your podcast. Thank you so much. Hello, my dears. I am Amethyst Lady, and I wanted to chime in on this opportunity to express the good that the fighting game community has done in my personal development. I have been in the community a very long time. I started gaming competitively when I was 16, and I've been fortunate to be brought up as a part of the DMV fighting game community. That community has changed my life for the better in a number of ways, from helping me battle depression to providing me the fighting spirit necessary to pursue my goals with an almost fearless tenacity. Many of the members of the community over the years have been protective of me. Many have become lifelong friends and many come to me for advice, but the entire time I was always treated as a competitor. For me, this provided a constant feeling of comfort that I was later able to pay forward to others who entered the scene and were new as I once was. If gaming is in my DNA, then the fighting game community is my blood and both give me life. It hurts to see the fighting game community that I love is hurting, but I fully believe we can recover from the pain by holding individuals accountable for their actions and by those who are outraged by the egregious reports to set the example we want in a community to maintain a standard that we all are not just comfortable with, but can take pride in. This, in my humble opinion, is how communities grow and thrive. I thank you so much for this opportunity for me to share a snippet of just hours of what I could possibly say about the scene. Um, I wish nothing but the best for everyone listening. Peace and prosperity to you all. Thank you so much. Cheers.